It's time! Streaming live from Cleveland, Ohio! Presenting the undefeated, undisputed, heavyweight podcast of the world! The Big Play! Reflux Welcome to the Big Play Reflog Show. I'm Gabriella Cruz alongside Nick Padone. We got a full house today. Boom, thank you for uh, doing your thing as well. I don't know if you built yourself a shot, but we also have Michael Boehm, the producer. And we have a special guest coming in soon, but also Big Play Dave here. What up? How are you? Welcome back. Dave, we, well, we, well, thank you. we I, need I more Dave show. shows. Yeah, mm-hmm. come on. Oh, is this us? Oh, yeah. Oh, McNeil. Why do I always forget about <laughs> his show? Yeah, no. it's, it's just the namesake of the show, Gab. Why would you think I was about like, it? I feel like there's someone else. <laughs> well, we have so many A people in here. Special guest Dave today. Dave, welcome back to the Why, show. Why, thank you. Been, I don't know. I feel like I did a show a couple Yeah, it was a couple weeks, weeks ago. ago. Yeah. Good to be yeah. back in studio. Uh, there you go. Welcome. Yes. Um, we do have our featured Labat interview. Should we just get right into it? Yeah, let's send it. All right, bomb intro away. All right, our Labatt featured interview today. We're joined by PGA Tour golf professional and Northeast Ohio native. We've got Justin Lauer in the house, friend of show, but you're here... um, in person, what do you think of our studio? Uh, it's pretty awesome. I was a little confused when he told me to just turn into the airport, but uh, you are not the only one. <laughs> we you like know to what get- we gotta do? We gotta make a compilation of all the guests <laughs> when, like, like, just saying. I was a little confused when I pulled into the airport. Just aimlessly was- driving around would be hilarious. I just like getting everyone's reaction. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. No anti ends yet. Not yet a sponsor. But we're right. No TSA check-in here. Yeah, right. No, no, it's pretty cool. Though. Yeah, thanks for coming down, man. Oh, Appreciate thanks it. Thanks for having me. Yeah, yeah absolutely. big weekend for you, so let's get into it. Dave, Nick, any starter questions? Yeah, so obviously big weekend at the RBC for you. Top 25 finish, minus five after day one. Had the entire office pretty pumped up, I would oh, say, yeah. Dave. Uh, what's that feeling like, especially at the beginning of the round when things are really looking up and you're hitting it well like what's that like for you when things start off promising um it's interesting it's kind of you hope to start every tournament like well um because it's four days long it's i mean tournament weeks are six to seven days long because you're there all week you're doing the same thing for three days and then a tournament starts and you have a morning tea time you have an afternoon tea time and you're trying to just get into some type of rhythm and uh, I had a morning tea time on Thursday, and 
the front nine was significantly harder than the back nine. Uh, I don't know if you guys can tell that or not, but whole, so you you started on ten, right? No, I started on one. You started on day. oh yeah. on the first day, okay. yeah. And um, holes three through six were brutal. Um, people were calling it the gauntlet by the end of the week. Um, I was two over through six holes, and um, was able to birdie seven and eight, and then I shot uh, five under on the back nine coming in. So that was a good way to finish. Uh, birdied the 17th hole and eagled the last hole, which was uh, always fun to finish that way. The the 18th hole was a kind of a weird hole uh, to finish on that week. It was a par five where I think only one guy hit driver on all week. Um, really? Yeah. It's there. What was, was a, the eagle? Walk us through the eagle. So yeah, it's uh, the hole itself is only 500 yards long or so. The tee shot plays downhill, and then the second shot plays way uphill to a green that's very sloped. Like it's got like three tiers on it. Or, or three, yeah, it's just, it's a weird green. Uh, so I hit a four iron right down the middle of the fairway. Um, had two, what I have, 256 pin or something like that. And hit just, a, it was a little downwind. I hit just a perfect five wood to eight feet. Um, <laughs> and then I was able to make the putt. Which Could was, you see it? No, you can't see the depth of the green from because you're so far down. It plays maybe nine or ten yards uphill. So roughly 30 feet. Um, so you're basically just kind of waiting on the crowd's reaction. And... Um, the 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 saying on the PGA Tour is uh, people don't clap unless you're famous or it spins back or it goes in. Um, <laughs> so it uh, checks out. Yeah. So I hit it to eight feet and we actually heard some claps. So we're like, okay, it has to be relatively close. And I got up there and it was, um, it it just looked better and better as you kind of started walking up there and got closer. So uh, it was a little bit of a tough putt. I had had a decent amount of break on it for an eight footer, but um, yeah, poured it right in and that was it. That's. Hell of a way to end. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Talk about kind of the atmosphere up there at the RBC. You know, for those of you who aren't big golfers out there and, and don't really follow the tour, you know, each of these tournaments kind of has their own kind of personality. You go from the Memorial where you, it's Jack's tournament and everybody's competing to shake Jack's hand at the end and it's steeped in tradition. You go up there to Canada and it seemed like that was kind of quirky. You know, they, they're singing Oh Canada on the one hole. So yeah. what was that like? And talk about the difference in the dynamics between maybe the Memorial down here to then go into Canada. Yeah, you have really two completely different atmospheres really the memorial is it's more of a major it's more serious it's uh it's an invitational there's only 120 players um it's a very difficult golf course i think was it seven under one or seven under was yeah. the playoff um yep. i mean anytime you give us a tournament where the winning score is in the single digits under par that's a tough week for us um we're not used to that we kind of like it Somewhere in the teens, I think ideally anywhere in the twenties is almost too easy. Um, it becomes more of a putting contest, as guys call it. Um, so you have the memorial that's very serious. Everyone drinks milkshakes all week. Everyone are the milkshakes good, by the way. Everybody raves about the milkshakes. Unbelievable. I don't know. Really? They're unbelievable. I don't wow. know what ice cream they use. I don't know anything about it, but they're the line is always five to six people deep. And it's only us that's allowed to get them. Um, we can yeah. get them for other people, but only the players. The are golfers? To get them. Yes. <laughs> so we can get them for other people, but it's only. If so it's not like a concession stand. No, no. <laughs> in the it's really? in player dining in the locker room. Wow. And there's a list. There's an iPad. You can if it gets too long, they'll have like a queue and wow. punch in what you want. But they'll they have a list of the ingredients, and you can put any type of mixture you want in there. Now, what kind of milkshake guy are you like? Chocolate, vanilla, strawberry? I just like chocolate. Okay. I'm kind of plain. But okay. uh, Now, is this one of those things where, you remember like Yingling? 
when everyone was obsessed with yingling, yeah. and then it got here, and you're like, oh. no, it's everyone talks about the Mirfield milkshakes. Wow. Yeah. Huh. yeah. Um, the the go to is the Buckeye, just chocolate and peanut butter. Everyone loves oh. that. Um, and everyone who's not from Ohio asks what a Buckeye is, and trying to explain that is just it's <laughs> yeah, almost everybody. impossible. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, with the memorial, it's very serious. It's tough. Um, you have Jack there. You have everyone there, really. Like. Uh, Monahan was there that week, or the PJ Tour commissioner. Yeah. Uh, this was before all the yeah, everything go. went down um, <laughs> uh, the following Tuesday. But then you have Canada, um, and it's so. I mean, they um, they had two years off due to COVID, just with the country's restrictions. So they didn't have a tournament in twenty or twenty twenty one. So before last year, the last time they hosted it was twenty nineteen. So last year was it was a big deal for them to finally have the tournament back in Canada and have all the fans out and everything like that no covid restrictions anything like that so it was it was just as popular this year um they were and, getting after it oh my god not Every, great it's, singers it's, but it's, no no not at all <laughs> it's it's hard to hard to sing when you when you've had a well i guess it's easy for easy for you to sing just not very well <laughs> right. but uh, um I, I mean it's every hole every shot there's people everywhere yeah. it's a very it was a kind of a tight golf course so it's um all the conf you're kind of confined in one spot so there's people everywhere like they watch one hole they flip around they watch another hole um the back nine especially it seemed like every hole was on top of each other and then you have uh number 14 the rink hole which is they actually put up uh the boards of a hockey rink around the tee box for us oh cool and they they slap the boards if you hit a good shot and stuff <laughs> like that it's it's pretty awesome because yeah, you don't cool. you don't you don't get to experience that really um one of the I, in the practice round, one one of the old volunteers was like, "Oh, we're trying to make this like 16 at waste management." I was like, "That's not going to happen ever." <laughs> like you, like to quote like um, Moneyball, like you have waste management up here, then you yeah. have literally 60 feet of crap, and then you have every other tournament that tries to make a hole like yes, 16, 16. at waste management. Yes. It will not happen. So me and my buddies are tr are planning a trip out there okay. in February. Is it, does it live up to the hype? It is. So last you, year was you, the first year I played it. You're, you're 50th, right? Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I, I played well the first two days. It was playing tough. It was windy every day. But 16, it's, it's – it's, I mean, there's 20,000 people on one golf hole. <laughs> That's insane. And there, on Saturday, there were 500,000 people at the golf course. Oh, my. We could have a big play, big play outing because spring training will be out that way again yeah. that time of year. Um, this year it was the Super Bowl was out there. Yes, that so that made it. Sunday wasn't Sunday wasn't as crowded as Saturday. Yeah, because there was nothing going on Saturday. I think there were maybe maybe two hundred thousand, two fifty on Sunday, just because people getting ready for the Super Bowl. Right. And but um, we were there that next week, and they were taking stuff down for oh, the waste yeah. management. Oh yeah. Well, so yeah. the crazy thing is about that tournament, they have to take the stuff down every year. Oh, like wow. they have to take the stadium down every year because it gets so hot, this it can catch on fire. Whoa! Really? Yeah, it's a, it's like a city ordinance, so they have to take it down <laughs> every year. It's like that's like a whole city. Uh, it yeah. is. Yeah. Yes. So no like, kidding. So you'll go there in December or January, and they're literally building it back up. There's maybe three or four months of the year where wow. it's where it's completely nothing's there. So do you prefer that, or do you prefer like Muirfield or like the Masters, like old school vibe? So I think it's cool one week a year. Yeah, like yeah. if we had to do that every week with what we do, just throwing beer cans. Yeah, it, it, it would be like it would be mayhem. Like we'd get yeah. pretty sick of it. I feel like, um, like all golfers are control freaks. We're all, I I wouldn't say we're all Type A, but we're all sort of Type A. Like yeah. we like to control the situation. But um, 
like it's really cool that one week a year it's a huge party the the one of the, my best experiences of the whole week was the people watching just during the event it's oh, like yeah. cedar point oh my yes <laughs> but on steroids like it's it's incredible um so like on the back nine like you walk in like 10 you're so 10 green goes right behind 16 and you're right there like it's loud there's people yeah. all around there's a huge grandstands behind 10 11 t box you're there 12 there's a big grandstands then like 13 14 you get away from it then you get back to 14 green and 15 and you start to like feel it like okay it's getting exciting and then you kind of walk into 16 the stadium and it's unlike anything you've like yeah. it's it's so loud it becomes like a murmur to a point now i've never obviously is that nerve-wracking or it, is it, it it is to yeah. a point i the most nervous i got was during my pre-shot routine every time like i'm like okay i got this then i started my pre-shot routine i'm like okay this is real like there's <laughs> twenty thousand people literally yelling at me right now um but that's where it gets really crazy and um I got booed all four days because I missed the green all four days. Um, <laughs> but it's the most wild thing because so everyone, it was my first year there. So everyone I'm playing practice rounds with is telling me that it usually plays downwind. So take, you already take one less club for adrenaline, then you take another less club for the wind. Yeah. Um, well, so, and what is that? Like 165, 170? So it plays or? anywhere from one. I think the shortest it plays is like 127 one day, and then it plays oh. 172 oh. another day. So okay. they, they move the tee box around a little bit, and then yeah. they move the pin, obviously, every day. Right. Um, the back left pin is one that plays the longest. Um, and, uh, yeah, I, I miss the green all four days. And, like, they they boo you. If if everyone in the on the on in your group misses the green, they – they start chanting shame at your group, <laughs> like from from Game of Thrones. It's hilarious. Um, and then if you so the the what round was it? The third round, I hit it. I hit a horrible shot. Like it went like twenty five yards long left, and then I flubbed the next one into the bunker, and I got the one of us chant. Like they all just immediately yeah. start. <laughs> they all just immediately start chanting one of us, and I was like, oh my god, what am I gonna do? Then I hit the next shot to like a foot, and got a ovation for that but it's it's the wildest so the last day i missed like a six footer for par made bogey and walking out like you hear like all these people and i'm i just started putting my hands in the air i was like yeah boo me like i made bogey i get it like <laughs> just give it to me and like everyone's like yeah like good on you like good sport all that but the one guy i remember was the one guy before i walked through the tunnel he just looks down at me goes you suck and i'm like all these people here, and there's one guy, and you stand out like jackass. Yeah, basically, <laughs> yes, like that guy. So it's like, like, like it's really cool one week a year. But other than that, yeah. it would get really old. But like Canada, like they are golf crazed up there. It's amazing. And then like with the finish yesterday, it, like that's storybook. You can't, you can't make that stuff up. So will there be new security next year? <laughs> <laughs> Probably. Um, so I, if if people didn't watch that, so Geb the they they finish on a seventy two foot eagle putt for the win by a Canadian, Canadian wins a, a Canadian win, hasn't win. won in like fifty years. Okay. It was nineteen sixty four actually because people were kind of tying it to the Browns. Oh so, yeah, no, yeah. kidding. Yeah, Canadian yeah. hasn't okay. won since nineteen sixty four. So like maybe this is so even longer than that. Yeah. So yeah. his buddy who plays on the PGA tour, I forget where he finished, but. 15th or 10th. Like, or yeah. This like, is an actual recognizable golfer. Recognizable yeah. yeah. So all the Canadians are there because it's a big deal. Like, 
they want someone to win their national open. Um, so there's every PGA tour player who is Canadian is standing there behind 18 and uh, Nick Taylor makes a 70 foot, 72 foot putt to win in the, on the fourth playoff hole of sudden death. And Adam Hadwin, who finishes 10th or 11th or something like that, comes out with a bottle of champagne and he's shaking it like, and it's exploding out and out of nowhere, the security guard runs around. He like spots Adam runs around Nick Taylor in his caddy and just full-on sprint tackles Adam Hadwin. Oh, I think I saw this on Twitter. But yes. Yeah, yeah. Straight to the ground, like like, like a linebacker just tackled. <laughs> like Adam was, like, naked streaking, yes. like, take that guy down. <laughs> yeah. and, but the most impressive thing, Adam had his thumb over the champagne opening, like, that whole time, and not a drop was spilled. Wow. That was, that was the good part. But, um, I just yeah, just a cool tournament. Canada is, like... The fans are amazing. So funny. How do you so. keep your composure for something like that? Because obviously you want to conserve over multiple days. you got to conserve your energy, mm-hmm. but it's so distracting. Like you said, the people watching and the chaos. How do you find that balance? Well, that's the thing about golf. You're on the course for four or five hours. You're only hitting a shot for maybe a total of 40 minutes, maybe, maybe a little more or less than that. Um, so you kind of – you kind of – you, you kind of almost need a distraction sometimes to make you laugh or yeah. to calm you down a little bit because you're always yeah. kind of on edge. Like, I wear a Whoop uh, heart rate monitor, and it, I mean, my heart rate goes all throughout, like, all, all the way up, all the way down. All Where were you when that guy said you suck? Well, uh, <laughs> I'd have to look it up. But, uh, 125. <laughs> but so, you know, my, so when I play, I'm usually around 110 to 120. But that week at uh, Waste Management, I was anytime I'd get to 16, just based on the time, I could tell I was in the 140s. Wow. Really? Yeah. Wow. So I feel like that would like make me super anxious, and I'd oh, like, yeah. throw I'd throw it yeah. off yeah. and like I can't look at this thing. No, well, you, so it doesn't tell you anything. It tells you all on the phone after the round. But, oh, um, okay. So uh, my caddy actually wears one that tells him what it is in real time, which I would not want to look. That's at, what but, I had, and it was okay. horrible. Yeah, it's the that, worst. Yeah. Don't don't recommend. That wouldn't be any good, but. Um, <laughs> Yeah, it's it's you just kind of you take deep breaths. You tell yourself to calm down. Like this, like so, you tell yourself this is why you're here. Like pressure is a privilege. Like all those things. Like it is it is pressure, but it's like at the same time you're just hitting a golf shot. So could you play casually, like in a foursome of dudes that weren't that good? You know, just like your average golfer. Like would that be possible for you, or would you be I, like these? I guys did are- it on Wednesday. Oh, in the okay. program, yeah. I mean, all I mean, there was a guy that couldn't hit it more than a hundred yards that we played with. Really? Yes. It was. He's. He said he was a billionaire too, and I believed him. He like, told me his story, and he's like, "Yeah, I own over a billion dollars." I'm like, "No, oh, good, nice. good. Maybe right. take a lesson." Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, who's, no. who's the coolest celebrity you've played with oh. in a program or otherwise? Um, Clark Kellogg, maybe. Oh, that's cool. Um, oh, there you go. Yeah, Clark's Some pretty cool. State. Um, connections right there tells me all about like march madness and like the um the prep that he goes through every year just to to learn all about like the juggernaut teams every year and the cinderella stories all that he he, he oh, said he cool. loves it he said he goes like usually like right before tournament time he takes he goes like he said he goes dark for like three weeks and 
kind of learns everything. Then goes LeBron, yeah. Zero Dark Thirty, yeah, right, or whatever. Yeah. Or what? Who was it? Aaron Rodgers, right before he made the yeah the darkness retreat. Yeah. That's, yeah. Cla- that's Clark <laughs> Kellogg and like around the Super Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> no, so yeah, Clark Kellogg was cool. Um, I think yeah, he might be the only one I've actually played with. I've met other guys, but. He might be the only one I've actually played with. So instead of casual golfer, what about, like, could you play a dog track? Like, if you went to, like, Thursday Night Golf League with me at Bobo Link. So, like, how how do you think you would do on a track like that? (laughs) I have no idea how I'd do. This is his way of of advising you, just straight (laughs) up. We'd have fun. He's slowly working his way in here, Josh. We'd have fun, for sure. There we go. No, I I grew up on a public family-owned golf course. That's, That's... my blood, like that's yeah. all I like. I'm not a country club guy by any means. You you fit what right in with the crew. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so. What course was it that you grew up on? I can't remember. Uh, it's called Lions Den uh, Golf Course in Canal Fulton, Ohio. Not to be confused with the Lions Dens <laughs> up and down all the all the highways in Ohio, but uh, uh, no, <laughs> it's billboards that all over the place. <laughs> yeah. Looks like an interesting place. But uh, no, it's it's just a family-owned golf course. It has no well, it doesn't. It did have a driving range. Um, it doesn't anymore. Just you just kind of go up. It has a putting green. Um, sometimes he has a net up to get a few swings in before the round. Sometimes he doesn't, um, and you just kind of go out and play. It's That's awesome. The easiest course to walk. It's um, it's fun. Yeah. You mentioned how sometimes you gotta laugh. You know, keep things loose. How important is it that you're caddy and you have have good chemistry mm-hmm. it's uh i'd say it's pretty important it it depends like it depends on the player mostly i i like to talk to my caddy at times uh he understands that there's times i don't want to talk at all yeah um so we we have a good vibe on that he's from california he, he's from la so he has a good kind of a chill vibe to him um doesn't really get too up or too down uh He'll let me dog cuss him if I need to, just to get it out. He's like, "Look, I get it." He's like, "I get," because he used to play, so he understands the emotions that you go through on and off the golf course and whatnot. How, how does that work? So, when so when you got your card, mm-hmm. um, twenty one, right? Yeah. Do you interview caddies? Do they give you one? How does how does that work? No. So um, basically, uh, so when you start on like the Corn Ferry Tour or Mini Tours, there there will literally be guys in the parking lot just okay waiting. Wow. Yeah. Um, and then um, usually the Corn Ferry Tour, which is um, like AAA baseball, the step below the PGA Tour, um, usually there's an established group of caddies out there um, kind of week in, week out. Um, and they'll, like, depending on your status the, for the following year, guys will meet up and they'll talk before the turn or before the season starts and be like, hey, I'm looking for – a caddy for this many weeks would you be willing to do it i'm looking for a caddy for the whole season would you be willing to do yeah. it stuff like that um so when i got my card i literally just took my caddy from the corn ferry tour up to the pj tour oh sweet, um, sweet. What, name, a, what a call for him yeah right, well his name is uh jp kellogg he's still caddies on the pj tour now i don't have him anymore but oh okay his uncle is joe lacava who used to caddy for tiger oh sweet. Uh, who now caddies for patrick cantley so wow yeah so he's he's got caddy lineage in him i sure. guess so he, oh, he's yeah. his Uncle used to caddy for Fred Couples, like, wow. way back in the day. No for, kidding. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, so, and he has patience with Cantley. Uh, yes. Yeah. You kind of, kind of need it, but yeah. <laughs> no, it's uh, yeah, it's, 
it's kind of it's kind of different player to player, but um, yeah, yeah, it's it all depends. Some guys love talking to their caddies. Yeah. Some caddies love talking to the players, and the players just won't say anything. Like there are times, like my caddy Chad, he will literally just start talking. About, he loves to fish, so he'll just tell me like these random fishing stories all the time, and I'll just be like, oh, okay, yeah, really cool. Just <laughs> good good background how, how, like, noise. Like how far do I have like <laughs> just yeah. stuff like that. So, um, but yeah, it, it all depends on the player really. Yeah, I've always wondered about that, the dynamic. It's got to be different person to person. It is. I mean, you spend a lot of time together. That's the crazy part. Um, yeah. Like when my wa- my wife didn't travel, like she used to work. She doesn't work anymore. We we just had our first child in December, so she's a full-time mom now. But um, Congratulations. Oh, that is fantastic. Thank, thank you. Yeah, congrats. Yeah, I appreciate it. Ariana. Yes, Ariana. <laughs> Ari, baby Ari. <laughs> um, but, yeah, Chad and I, like we spent a lot of time. So before, like um, – before my wife would, I, I probably spent more time with my caddy than I did my wife just because I would be gone for three or four weeks and I spend six or seven hours a day at the golf course with my caddy and I don't see my wife for three or four weeks. Like, it's just kind of how the dynamic is, really. Yeah. Um, and it's just, uh, some sometimes it can be fun, sometimes it can be frustrating. It's just like any other relationship, I guess. So. Just right. a little more business aspect. Last quick thing before we get into more serious golf stuff. Yeah. We were talking before the show, um, just Ohio things. You don't get a galley boy at Swenson's. I don't, know. All right, tell, <laughs> tell us the order really? and the philosophy behind it. Uh, so I I think the galley boy just has – I like just a regular cheeseburger. Okay. Like just ketchup, mustard, It's, it's overrated. I'm, I, I, I agree. My <sighs> wife loves yeah. it, but she's also yeah. a Steelers fan. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh I, I just get a triple cheeseburger, ketchup, mustard, pickle. I get Cajun fries. The and, Cajun uh, fries are good. Uh, yeah. And I either get the Ohio or a Mountain Dew to drink. Okay. Or sometimes a chocolate shake. Yeah, the, their chocolate shakes are good. Yeah, their shakes are amazing. Regular so. Mountain See, Dew I or like Baja California Blast? over the Just Ohio. regular. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> What'd you say, Chris? I, I was going to say, in terms of drinks, I like the California better than the Ohio. I go California, Ohio, then Florida on those three. The California is good. My wife, that's her go-to. Dude, sometimes yeah. I just get two galley boys. And just be like, Dude, just so Uber Eats had like a special for like three months, and it really? was buy one get one, and so like you just add it to the cart, and you're like, all right, I'm eating two galley boys, yeah. and now I'm eating two triple cheeseburgers. Yeah. I gained like seven pounds. <laughs> I feel like part of Swenson's though is like the experience, you know? Like it I got I got to sit yeah. up there. Like I feel like I'd be sad if I got an Uber Eats, and then I was just like, ah. Oh, I gotta throw this down in my living room. <laughs> no, it is just sitting there in your car eating. Yeah. Or like re- regardless if you get the tray on the window or anything. Like I took a couple of my friends there uh, in Columbus when we were on the. We played Ohio State. I think it was two years ago, twenty one, the year I got my card. And I'm like, this is an Ohio staple, a Northeast Ohio staple. Like it's not really anywhere else. Like the Columbus locations yeah. are new. I was like, get the Galley Boy, get a burger, get whatever. Yeah. Like. My buddy's caddy gets a sloppy Joe. He gets like, <laughs> all this. I'm like, why would you, like, would you not listen to me? And yeah, like, yeah. And he's complaining that his like stomach's hurting afterward. I'm like, <laughs> bro, no one gets the sloppy Joe at Swenson's. You get a burger or a galley boy. Yeah. And you get fries or a shake. And he's yeah. getting like all this other stuff. Um, like they ordered like three of the sides. Like the potato teasers are. Those amazing. are actually yeah, those pretty are good. good. Those are amazing. Yeah. But he got like I don't even know what. Like onion ring, like I didn't even know they had onion rings. I yeah. just thought it was fried. Amateur hour. Yeah, like he just ordered all this. I'm like, what is wrong with you? But yeah, 
Oh, that's but they're also big in and out guys, which I think is Oh, in and out That's what I was thinking. Highly overrated. Yeah. I overrated. think it's highly it was. overrated. I was, I was well, it's out. consensus. Look at oh, that. Yeah. yeah. It's highly overrated. Maybe it got overhyped for us. I know. I think it did. We were we were pretty pumped when we went to try it and it was just yeah. like it's all right. It's like it's 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 all right. It, I it's I medium. truly have Swanson's above it. And that's like yeah. not a home that's like not a homer thing either. Yeah. Like yeah. Swanson's was better. They definitely call me a homer because I think Swanson's I I just in and out's just no. It's just the fries are so bland. The yeah. burger's okay. The burger was good. Yeah. yeah. The shake was good. No. Yeah. I but agree. Nothing to like write home about. Yeah. yeah. All right, Justin. There's moments in sports where like you remember where you were. Like when LeBron came back, I remember distinctly where I was. Really? When you saw that the Live Tour and the PGA were merging. Initial reactions. Uh, I so I was in the locker room on Tuesday. I had just gotten there, so we're like setting up my locker, getting all the stuff out of my bag and everything. And my caddy's telling me a story, and I I get this email on my phone, and I'm like looking fishing for story. Yeah, it might have been a fishing story. I don't know, <laughs> but I was like, I was like, hang on, chat. I was like, give me a minute. I have to read this. And he's like, is that the email? And I was like, yeah. He's like, he's like, can you explain it to me? I was like. Chad, I don't know if I know what I'm reading right now. Like this is monumental. Like yeah. we have a meeting at we have a players meeting at four. Like I had no idea what to think. And so, did you hear about it on the internet, or you got an email? Well, from... I, I got the email from the tour okay. from from Monahan, our yeah. commissioner. Yeah. Um, and it was just like, like Chad, Chad, my caddy was like, yeah, we were all talking about it at breakfast this morning because they had heard about it through Twitter or Instagram or yeah. something like that, and then. Like it, it just became the talk of the day, really, and the talk of the week and everything. And um, like I, I remember at lunch, like guys were talking about going to the meeting but having a walkout, and I'm like, "Is this really what we want to do? Like, <laughs> yeah, uh, like is this really gonna happen?" And um, yeah, and then the meeting happened, and it got, it was tense from the start. So, no kidding. Uh, so was like, that like a Zoom meeting or like no? It was all in person. All in per. All the PGA Tour execs were there. Um, I would say most of the board was there. Not not every board member was there, but um, it started. So it said it, we were going to start at four. I walked in at maybe three fifty five. Um, I sat with a buddy of mine, Dylan Wu and uh, Callum Terran. We're both second years on tour. Callum's from England. Dylan's from Oregon. Lives in Scottsdale now. Um, and we're just kind of sitting there, like, is this really like? What's this meeting gonna be like? First off, like, yeah, Ro yeah. like the the big surprise that Rory was actually there. Yeah. So, so Rory is on the the PJ Tour advisory board, uh, not he's above the the pack, the advisory committee. So he's on the board. So he actually has voting rights. Um, and it's like it was just tense from the start. Like the like it was just us three to table, and then like there was like just people spread out all around. And Jay comes up and he gives a speech and. Like from any booze? Oh yeah, like yes, like booze, like no claps, like waste management style. You no, suck. Yeah. <laughs> there, I mean, there were there were immediately people calling for his resignation after. What yeah, like immediately after. Wow. And like a guy, uh, there's a guy, there's a rookie out there, Kyle Westmoreland. He went to Air Force Academy, he, so he's former military. So you can imagine oh. how he he stood up and he's like, Jay, as former military, this is BS. Like, yeah. What you're doing right now, this is absolute BS. And everyone, everyone just wanted to know the question, why? Like, why is this happening? Yeah. And Jay's like, it's all for the future of the PJ Tour. He's like, if I care about the future of the PJ Tour, we need to do this. Hmm. And I was like, kind of makes sense based on my math, how much money the tour has left over. 
after this year. With well, all they the were at like what points. fifty million in legal fees or something. Yeah. Wild. So um, to put it in perspective, um, February of twenty twenty, so pre COVID, the tour had anywhere from three hundred to three hundred fifty million in reserves. So we all the time we are told to look at the tour as one pro sports franchise. Okay. Like that's how much we're worth. Yeah. We're not worth the sure. entire league, but we're worth as much as one team. That's how we're told to look at the tour. Okay. So um as of when what so I was on the pack last year. They should they told us how much was in the reserves. So going into um sorry sorry, as of February of twenty two, so two years later, they had hundred and fifty to two hundred million. So almost half of it was gone oh, wow. through to COVID. So basically the worst thing that could have happened was a pandemic, and that happened. Yeah. Where they spent all the money on the test, all the money on transportation to keep us in a somewhat intact bubble right. during everything. And that's what happened. That's kind of the worst thing that happened. Then live happened, which is another kind of worst thing that happened. Yeah. Or worst thing that could happen. And then they have to spend all this money to keep the top guys here. Um <clears throat> such as the elevated purses, the designated events, stuff like that, um, more PIP money, um, stuff like that, just to keep guy, keep the top guys happy, keep the top guys there. Uh, there, basically. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, that's all they had to do. Um, and basically, I think they're just running out of money. I, I, by my estimation, they had roughly $50 million left. Have it. <laughs> that's not good. Yeah. No, it's not. Wow. Um, and then... Uh, I've heard rumors of anywhere from two to three billion is going to be invested from the the PIF. I so I I don't know if that is. I I, I obviously know the, about the PIF, the Saudi Public Investment Fund. That's right. where it's all going to come from as soon as the deal goes through. Um, but is that something we really want to be associated with? That's, right. That's a lot of the guys' question. Like yeah. So Maverick McNeely, who's probably one of the smartest guys on tour, came up with, he's like, if we're doing this, he's like, why couldn't we have done it through private equity? We could have raised mm-hmm. $2.5 billion in a week with sure. all of our connections. Like yeah. we, we could have yeah. done it. Yeah. Absolutely could have done it. And Jay was like, this was the easiest way for the future of the PJ Tour. And everyone's like, why is this Oof. the easiest way? So people way? are not a great people like standing oh, 100%, up. 100%, yes. Like multiple people stood up and said, Jay, you should resign right now. Like immediately. What do you say? He's like, I'm sorry you feel that way. Like, <laughs> yeah, but it's not happening. Yeah. And that's that's kind of where it it gets into a much deeper discussion from there. Like, is it actually a player's tour? Like, do we have the right to vote him out? Do we have the right to get sure. rid of him? And I'm not sure that we do. Um, which is kind of frustrating to a way. I don't think he he should resign personally. I think what he did during COVID was great. I think what he yeah. did, I think he handled all of this pre up until Tuesday. This past Tuesday, I think he handled it pretty well. He was maybe a little too, little too harsh, maybe. But those guys chose to leave, and he set down the, set down the rules, and that's what they were. But then to do a complete 180 on this, that's where it gets a little fishy, in my opinion. Right. So that's we're, we just kind of have to wait and see where it all goes from here. Now I imagine because that room didn't have any, you know, live golfers in it, right? No, it was all PGA Tour players. Yeah. So he didn't really have any allies per se in that room naturally uh, did he have a, a you know a smattering of people who said hey wait a second you know he's he's got some good points here by the way guys and any any of that occur in the room um so rory a little bit 
even though he's from what I've heard, he's pretty upset with it all. Um, he's <laughs> sure very sounds that way from all the quotes. Yeah, he's very against Live. He's very against the Saudi public investment fund, like all that stuff. Um, like where the money comes from, what it yeah. stands for, all that. Um, yeah. The one guy that really like kind of he's like, guys, let's take a step back and kind of look at this like big picture was Matt Kuchar. Um, he kind of sat wow. back and he's like, this he's like, this is something that we can. Like there was always talk of a world tour um, with the best players in the world based on world golf rankings, stuff like that. And just kind of week in, week out, like a small schedule, huge money, guaranteed money, stuff like that. And he's like, this has a potential to actually happen now. And that kind of became the consensus. Everything I read, like Maverick put out a statement um, afterward, uh, state like, uh, he was at Stanford. He's super smart. His dad f- founded Sun Microsystems, so he's been okay. <laughs> he's been around the corporate America world yeah. for a long time. So he um, he knows what it's like. He's like, let's sit back, let's see where this goes from here. I'm curious. Be curious about it. Don't be judgmental about it, and kind of see where it goes from there. Um, I just, it's just, I d- I don't think Jay has handled it great i don't think the comments about the 911 have been great right uh i don't think is it they're just it's just how it, quickly it happened yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. it hasn't been <laughs> live when did live start like uh like actually start not that uh, long the ago. first tournament was it was like a year ago late right now. may or early june of last year in london and then yeah. and then you had all the lawsuits that followed after that and the yeah. suspensions and all that and i i was one who benefited from this benefited from the suspensions i finished 138 on the fedex cup last year but with the 16 suspensions i got moved to 122 and was able to keep my card that way so i'm kind of thankful for them yeah. because without them i could be back on so i could be back on the corn ferry tour this year but i even through corn ferry finals i i made enough to where i would have been back on the pga tour regardless but um I'm kind of thankful for that, and I have friends who are in the same boat. So that's sure. Like we're kind of yeah. like, okay, yeah, we never got an official offer from Liv, but because of Liv, we still have jobs on the PGA. Right. Team. So that's where it gets really interesting. Huh? Is it true? Will Zalatoris Venmo requested Jay Monahan <laughs> for 130 million dollars. I, I don't think Venmo goes that high, but um, uh, it would be interesting if he did. But, yeah. <laughs> so where so like when when you're looking at it, where would you like to see it go? Is it that world golf tour now so, that we're kind of at where we're at? Yeah, I have a I have an idea of what's going to happen. I think so I think live so Jay is supposed to get full control over everything. And when I say Jay, I mean Jay Monahan. Yeah. So he is he's supposed to get full control over everything um starting January 1, 2024. So that means control over live, control over everything. So that that means Greg Norman's out as commissioner of live, founder of live, whatever you want to call him. That means he's out. That means I think live will be around, but not in the capacity that it is now. I think there will be something similar to live where you have maybe a little more than 48 players. I think it'll be roughly 70 to 80, which is what they're talking about with the elevated purses and events next year. Yeah. Making them limited fields and guaranteed cuts and guaranteed money, stuff like that. So I think that world tour will happen. I think it'll be a mix. Okay. I think it'll be a mix of the top six to 10 PJ tour events with the top five to eight live events. 
and then mixed in with the majors. So the majors are a separate entity from the PJ Tour. Right. They're not run by the PJ Tour at all. Yep. They're all run by the organizations. Um, Which is why the live golfers could play, yes, right? right? Yes. Yeah. 100%. Um, but so I think eventually that world tour will happen. And I think the PJ Tour will take the live model or something similar to that and keep it, keep that model, but they'll just okay. put, a, put their own name to it. Kind of like with what Tim Fincham did in the late 90s with the World Golf Championships. So Greg Norman did something like this when he was on tour. He said, we need we need guaranteed money, guaranteed purses, yep. no cuts, stuff like this. We need all this money. All the guys said no, but then Tim Fincham came up with this wonderful idea on his own, and when I say on his own, in quotation marks, of the World Golf Championships, which were huge money, no cuts, guaranteed money, and that was the World Golf Championships, which the last one was just this past year with the World Match Play. Oh, so okay. those don't exist anymore, but essentially they're coming back next year with the guaranteed, uh, with the sorry, with the elevated events, with guaranteed no cuts and big money. So I think so, so I think starting in 25 is when you'll start to see that tour. Interesting. So out of the live, the kind of the new things that live has brought to the table in terms of rules, in terms of things that they allow the players to do, is there anything that you're particularly interested in them incorporating in the PGA Tour? I mean, do you like want to wear shorts out there? Are you one of the guys pushing for that? Um, so I think at some point um, we would be allowed to wear shorts during tournament rounds. We can wear them during practice rounds, which is kind of nice because especially like these days in the like these coming months in the summer, it gets wherever you're at, it gets yeah. extremely hot and humid. Yeah. Um, so I think eventually it'll happen. I don't think a lot of the live model will come over to the PJ Tour. I so I'm not. I look, feel like that's good. Yeah, I yeah, I, 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 I hate the team approach. Like, I, I agree. I, I think I, it's bad for golf. I think it could be cool, but I think it has to be different. I don't know what that answer is. Yeah. Um, because I feel like all sports fans love teams, and I love. I think people like to get behind teams. Um, I think us as Cleveland fans can all agree with that. But golf is not really a team sport. No. We have our team events, such as the Ryder Cup, Presidents sure. Cup, which is World cool. Cup, yes, yeah. which is cool. But would it get too old if it happened week in week out? Right. Yeah. So that's my question. Especially for like the casual fan, like I want to get behind somebody and just follow that, you know, them necessarily be tied to all these other dudes like like you for example and what we were talking about with that bet. Like we were, you know, we bet on you. We wouldn't care if you were tied to, you know, three other random people. No, absolutely. That's just kind of the way it is. Like yeah. it's um it golf is an individual sport and I think there is a way to do the team aspect. I don't think the live model is that answer, but who who really knows what the actual answer is? Mm -hmm. I, it did say in the email that uh, they will find a way to um, introduce team team golf into the PJ Tour. What that is, I don't think anyone knows. I think they have some ideas right now, but um, only time will tell, I guess. And do you think that golf in general will go more towards that waste management route where you see that a little bit on the live tour? Mm -hmm. Or do you think it'll stay more traditional or kind of just a mix? Uh, I think more of a mix. I think it's already changing. I yeah. think um, I think the gambling aspect has changed that a lot. Um, I hear a lot more in the crowd now, like, 
hey, I've got 50 bucks on this I putt. bet like, $5 yeah, on like, you. <laughs> like, I, I hear a lot more of that in the crowds now. Um, so Now, what do you think when you hear that? Or do, do you think in your head, yeah, I've got my whole life riding on this. I, Thanks, Bucky. It's I care about a your little, five bucks. A little bit of that, but it's also like <laughs> you also want to do as, as good as you can. So hopefully, hopefully yeah. they're not too big a jerks about it and you can actually like salute them afterwards like hey yeah did that for you type of thing but real uh, one right? real one yeah <laughs> yeah right but um it's i it's it's kind of weird the the thing where it'll get really fishy is if someone has a bet on it and they they do something to distract a player and it decides a tournament oh, that's where which could totally happen which could totally yeah. happen yeah yeah um so that's where it that's my only Quam, I guess, with the the live betting and stuff like that. Yeah, but it's also it's the Happy Gilmore ending. Yeah, right. Yeah, uh-huh. I, yeah. I got ten bucks on the line. I, yeah. I hired Nick to run someone over with a car. <laughs> yeah. So the funny thing about yesterday was Michael Michael Kim, who plays on the PGA Tour, he was first alternate for the U.S. Open this week. So he sent out. Michael is a brilliant Twitter follow if you get a chance. Um, so when he plays with a top player such as Rory or John Rahm, he will. He will go in and he will, he'll have like bullet points after the round. This is what I enjoyed watching Rory or Rom play. This huh. is yeah. what I enjoyed about it. This is what I didn't enjoy. He is very good at this. This is this was so cool to watch the number one player in the world at the top of his game, stuff like that. But he'll also say like, "Hey, I'm the first alternate for the U.S. Open. Who do I hire?" to take someone out, and who do I take out? <laughs> so, lo and behold, Adam Hadwin gets tackled at the end of the yeah. tournament yesterday, uh, and everyone's like, hmm. Michael, did you have anything to do with this? <laughs> so, like, all morning, he's been tweeting, I've seen Adam today at the course. Clearly, I hired the wrong security guard. Like, all this stuff. <laughs> That's so, so funny. Yeah, so it's um, it's little things like that. But um, That's yeah. hilarious. Yeah. I have a burning question um, because you had mentioned how golfers are a little, maybe lean a little more type A, which Mm -hmm. makes sense. You just want to be in control of everything. You got to stay laser focused. Is there anything in your career, and maybe it's not your story, but anything you've seen, like what's the biggest mess up or mispreparation you've ever had? You know, like for me, I ran track and cross country. Mm -hmm. Sometimes you forget a spike or like you miss time, what time the race is at because there's multiple events. What's something that has happened to you or maybe someone else? Um... I had a couple, like when I played mini tours, I had a couple, like just misjudging. Like I would, so I used to live in Charlotte, North Carolina, and there was a mini tour based in the Carolinas. And there were times where I could literally stay at home and go to the tournaments and where I would misjudge traffic and show up. So I usually, my my whole warm up starts an hour before my tea time. And there were twice, I think it was twice in one event, I showed up like five minutes before my tea time because I misjudged traffic due to morning rush hour and stuff like that, where I'm literally, literally panicking. Because if you show up late for your tea time, you get a five minute grace period. But if you miss that five minutes, you're disqualified and you can't play. So that and if you are if you arrive in that five minutes, it's a two shot penalty. So you're already giving two shots to the field. Yeah, that's where it gets really interesting. So um, I I, like I've seen guys. Miss their tea time, stuff like that, which is like is it like major league, like Wesley Snipes in his pajamas, like, like running. Yeah, <laughs> to a point, like it's it's like it's no warm up, no range balls, just straight to the tee, and Oof, then you're like cold. Yeah, it's yeah, you're cold, you're stiff, you're like your mind is racing at that point. Like there's really nothing to calm you down, really. Um, 
so actually this past week in Canada, so the range itself was too small at the golf course. So they had they had 27 holes at the golf course. So they made a makeshift range. But we're in like the middle of a, a very busy part of the city, I'll say. Um, and they made like a makeshift range, but we had to take a shuttle to it every day. And these shuttles weren't golf carts. They were actual cars that would go out through two stoplights. It was like a 10 to 15 minute ride every day. Really? Wow. So guys had to, and that's like, th- we're talking like 30 minutes round trip. <laughs> so like. That's super weird. So if I, yeah. So if I, if I usually spend an hour before my tea time warming up. So my typical warm up is, um, it consists of 50 minutes. I do 20 minutes of putting, 10 minutes of short game, 20 minutes on the range. And then I go to the tee 10 minutes before my tee time just to get ready. I mark sure. my golf balls, get ready, get the pin sheet, everything like that. Um, so this week I had to add like an extra 25 to 30 minutes each day just for the shuttles because it's two lane traffic. So you have one lane going this way, one lane going this way. Construction as well. So it gets backed up. The one uh, stoplight didn't have a turn signal into it. So it get if you were happen to be turning left, it's like mayhem getting it. Yeah, there's like 20 cars going straight, so you have no time to get in there. And there's one police officer who doesn't really have that much authority trying to go. He's Canadian. He's too nice, right? Yeah. Sorry, please stop the traffic. Um, So, so he can he can do what he can, but a lot of guys were just walking from the range. It was an eight minute walk, is what everyone consisted of. Oh my god! So you're literally walking. So the range was close to the seventh. No. Yeah, the seventh green. So you would walk past the seventh green all the way down eight, all the way down 18 and nine. And then you would end up at the putting green, first tee and 10th tee. So you could you could take the shuttle there, which was usually shorter than getting the shuttle back to the first and 10th tee. Yeah. Or you could just take the eight-minute walk back, which a lot of us ended up doing toward the end. Wow. So. Maybe they should work on that. <laughs> yeah, it was – I I will say I, I do know there were a lot of complaints about the logistics of this event. Uh, this past week, so wow, and then um, uh, also a lot of complaints about. Uh, so we're very fortunate with we have player dining. They provide breakfast and lunch with us. Sometimes they provide free dinners for us too, which is amazing. That's sweet. So it it usually happens at the TPC courses, the courses that are owned, or and or under the PGA Tour umbrella. So usually those are the ones we get the free dinners at. Um, or the memorial, we got free dinners there too. So it's you just kind of splurge. You just you talk about one of yeah. us like free dinners, like yes. it's yeah. pretty amazing. Like I I don't know what it is, but not having to pay for dinner is always nice. But um, so there were a lot of complaints. One of us. One of us. <laughs> there were a lot. There were a lot of complaints this past week uh, with RBC, and it happens every time RBC hosts an event, is that they bring in all their clients and they're able to eat with us that week. Oh, that's oh. Gets, oh it gets super crowded, <laughs> and it, they even put uh, signs on all the tables that says, "Please respect players and their families. Do not ask for autographs. Oh, Do not ask God. for pictures." And some people still break that rule. I bet I'm not one who will turn down an autograph, but also people don't ask me for my autograph that much. <laughs> so, so like I saw it this like Rory gets it all the time. Even like because Rory walks into a room and there's a bunch of normal people in there. Yeah. People know who he is. Yeah. Like he's the face of the PJ Tour. So he's obviously going to get stopped by yeah. Are you ever like kids or Do families. you guys want one? I'm Ant Man. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You have no, no idea who I am, but I'll gladly sign for you. Yeah. 
Um, so that's where like we and we have player relations people that we talk to every week, every just about that type of stuff and how we can make it better and make it flow easier, stuff like that. So, Interesting. Yeah, man. So I feel like. The two years you've been on tour, it's been a wild ride. It, yeah, it's not what I expected. Not you, when I dream when I dreamed of playing on the PJ tour <laughs> as a kid. It's nothing how I thought it would be. Year two compared to year one, just golf wise. How I mean, you're obviously doing really well. I'm trying. I, I've had a. It was a tough um, start to the season, kind of the early months. Um, so usually, so living in Ohio, obviously we have more more seasons than other people um, who play professional golf for a living. And I usually, um, I usually go to somewhere warm, whether it's Florida, or California, or Scottsdale. Uh, before the, I usually go like one or two weeks before the season starts and start practicing and get ready for the season and whatnot. Uh, this year, with uh, my daughter being born, I wasn't able to do that, so I kind of went into the season cold, um, and it it kind of showed a little bit. I was a little rusty a little bit, but I'm starting to play better and it's starting to feel better, which is always nice. So you got a shitload of FedEx points, so you're doing all right. Yeah, I'm trying. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. All right. Well, greatly appreciate the time. I could talk golf literally all day. Yeah. Um, yes. yes. As as could reflog. We don't get enough of it on this show. I'm <laughs> we, just don't. we don't. We don't. Yeah. Good stuff. I'll talk about it. Right. So yeah. One day I'm thinking big play golf show. Absolutely. Let's do it. We could do it. And sure. golf outing, by the way. We got to play yeah. with him. I mean, I don't know if he'll want to play with us. I'll I play. Absolutely. So Chris yeah. claims he's a scratch golfer, and literally no, never, every okay, okay. <laughs> we can look this up. Does <laughs> yes, he have pull a gym? Up his gym. Pull Does up his he have a gym? gym? Because no, no, every I time I, I don't have golf, the last time I did gym? was back in high school, Justin. Okay. I played to a legit four back in high school. Well, that's he doesn't have a gym. He has illegal clubs. What clubs are illegal that you have? Oh, they're not. Well, ping eye twos. Those are technically illegal. Yes. Plays with juice balls. Well, (laughs) what ball? Baseball. Baseball. What am I playing with juice balls? (laughs) Oh, oh, juice. Yeah, I know what those are. Chris, all all I'm saying is you got to step it up, man. The ping eye twos are illegal, though. You got to get rid of those. (laughs) Justin. Between you and Terry at Firestone, who was oh, our he was getting ripped on. Was he? Oh yeah, both of oh, yeah. them. Terry called me on it in front of everybody. Are they like the Terry's are they the down. copper ones or the, the? No, not the copper. Not ones, the copper. Ones. Okay, well, those aren't as bad, I guess. No, and mine's got the plus on it, so I think technically mine's fine. Well, it's all the grooves. You got it's a it's a some t- some are grandfathered in, some aren't. You got to kind of look it up. So. I like to believe minor grandfather. <laughs> there you go. Right. We'll do a big play of golf on you. can look at them. Yeah, for sure. Any yeah. given time, it's fine. Yeah. All right, Justin, appreciate the time. No, absolutely. Thanks Thank for coming you. in studio. Yeah, anytime. And we'll, we'll see you soon. Absolutely. Happy Thanks early Father's me. Day. Yes. Heck yeah. You. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah, it'll be fun. Back to you, Gab. Cool. All right. Well, uh, none of the rest of the show is going to come close to being that entertaining. Yeah, no. Yeah, tough tough act <laughs> to follow, for sure. <laughs> Peek under the tent like that. That is so fantastic. And for him to come in right after all that news with Liv and PGA Tour and, and just a rocket start to the, the PGA season is just fantastic. And he's so great because he's so willing to kind of give us insight, tell us what's going on, tell us his thoughts. I thought that was fantastic. You're not going to get that anywhere. So that that's good stuff. Yeah, that Thanks, was Jim. just super informative, too, for someone like me who really doesn't have a clue you guys know i'm not the biggest golf 
fan out there. I just yeah. know stuff from you guys and what I can scan on Twitter and whatnot. But that was a, a really cool inside look for and, sure. And the, the stuff on the meeting, Chris, like the live meeting, like I, yeah. I don't think that like the gap, that's not you not being a golf fan. Like that stuff's not out there. Like that's yeah. that's not published. Like we, you know, broke a little news on the show. Yeah, yeah that was absolutely. cool. He took you right in the room when all the players found out. And like I was saying, I mean, those are all PGA Tour players. These are not live players. So these players do not have any kind of an allegiance to the live tour. And we're obviously very upset by it. Are you wearing a fade Padone shirt? I am. I am. You just now picked up on that? Yeah. What? Uh, Bohm just made you big for the first time on the. Yeah. Geez. Everybody's just. I've been red hot and people are still wearing Fabe Padone shirts. I hit a Guardian same game parlay. I hit a game two of the finals. I hit a huge one. Everybody's still wearing Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. I'm still kind of upset about what happened there at the Lake County Captains game. Still a little little butt hurt over that one. I got beat up pretty good there, Padone. So I'm going to be throwing as much shade as I can until I get my second my second chance at chance you. Chance of redemption. Well, listen, the redemption, the redemption think, tour is going to come, and it's going to be tenfold. I think the day. thing there, though, Chris, was my whole life I've had to deal with being short. It It has not many perks, but I think the perk there was they said the low man wins. And just naturally, between you and I, and, and people that have ever met us know you are a lot taller than I am. So I think for once, Mother Nature was on my size, being five foot eight. I just could not get <laughs> down shoes to on. your level. I could not. I tried as hard as I could. I could not get down to your level, Padone. That's freaking funny. No, I'm fade Padone now because I, I got excited after our last show. So I bet on the one finals game. Heat and seven. Jimmy to score 25 and the Heat to win. Jimmy scored over 25. Great. And then I always do that. I just, I'm sure people complain about it all the time, but I'll build something with multiple things in it. And in the football season, I feel like I'd go down the list and I'd get everything but one. And then I thought I wasn't doing that big of a risk by just building two. And sure enough. Welcome to my life. Yeah. Fade gab. Fade gab. Fade Fade gab. (laughs) (laughs) I have yet to win one bet, guys. So you've never won a bet? No, I'm starting to think it's all fake. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, we gotta get you a bet. What's unfortunate for Gab actually though is because in these big play boosts that we put out that obviously she can't bet on, like she gives us a winning leg like every game. Yeah. So like Yeah, this is it's not fair. Yeah. Brown brown season's gonna be your season. Maybe, but I might not even be able to participate there because I have plans to be part of training camp and I think that contracts for a full year. So I'm just out of this. Maybe golf. You want to go just all chat golf? About yeah, it. Golf. golf. Tennis. Tennis is fun because you bet point by point. That gets dangerous. Listen, you're right. Oof. Golf is going to be my thing. So is basketball. So. All right, there we go. You, you got to stop getting job. That's what it is. That's yeah, the you're problem. working too hard. Working all these teams. You're working too much. You need to be gambling more. You're right. You're right. I need. I need to go full time. <laughs> Supplemental income if you do it right. There you go. All right. Should we do fill in the blank and then hit some bets? Yes. Yes. Alrighty, I'll I'll kick things off (laughs) because Gab, you were at the ballpark all week. The Cleveland Guardians offense is blank. Heating up. Heating up. I was gonna say they're back. It's cooking. Yeah, Yeah, they're heating up. I don't want to get too excited. Like they're back, you know, because we still have a lot going on. But we're seeing a lot of bright spots. Like Josh Naylor, he he had a hit yesterday, right? All star. So eleven game hitting streak, and I want to say the last thirteen games he's betting upwards of. 450. All-star. Yeah. Should be. Um, 
20 plus hits, whatever. He so he's looking good. Who else did well this weekend? Guy well, by the name of Jose Ramirez. Jose, Jose. yeah, duh. So Josh, Josh Bell starting to look like yeah. the yeah. Josh Bell. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I'm going with that they're back. I don't care. It Call was me really nice to shut out the Astros. Once they take too. Mike Zanino and fire him into the sun and get Bo <laughs> Naylor up here, I will have no qualms with the Cleveland Guardians. Yeah. And they were just a day too late on sending Karen Jack Downer. I think we could have won, right? Wait, no, we came back that day. Friday was it Friday? Karen Check got us in trouble, but then we came back. That was the fourteen yeah, innings. Okay, back. that was the extra right. innings. That the was like one. Chris. That was like the mid nineties, like where you were never out of it. You you know you'd go down three runs and you're like, oh, they'll come back. That was fun. <laughs> it was. It you was cool. Turn off the TV back in those days, and yeah. now they're starting to get to that point again. I think we needed that because you know we've talked a lot about the camaraderie and the chemistry, and you need that leadership. I loved Friday's game; it was so necessary, even though it was getting old. You know, because you're like, all right, when is this gonna? <laughs> when are we gonna finish this thing out? When can I go home? <laughs> yeah, we're hungry. Um, no, but it was so necessary because so many different people kept the game alive. Yeah. So because so many yeah. guys had a hand in that win, that was such a like nice team effort that we needed and i think that really will provide a spark good team win all right next guardians question west coast guardians games are blank we got a whole stretch here of san diego arizona bunch of 940 starts a 10 10 start sprinkling in here Oof. what do you guys think of these these late night starts west coast guardians games are exhausting yeah, they're just exhausting. I, I try my best, and what I'll do is I'll turn on Tom Hamilton and fall asleep. And usually, I, the inflection—I I am so well trained that the inflection <laughs> of Tom Hamilton, if there's a big play at the end of the game, wake he will up. wake me up <laughs> mid-play, and I'll hear the end of it. I and actually then do the same tweet, thing. You'll see, you know, Reflog will not tweet the entire game. Then all of a sudden. Boom, that winner. <laughs> Boom, he woke up. <laughs> We're all going to get Hamilton out there because he's woken me up. Uh, some of my favorites. That's right. I don't mind it. I used to hate it a lot more when, like, I was on No Names Please, like, 9 to 5 grind and then would oh. have to, like, live tweet games and then get up for, like, mundane meetings that had nothing to do with me at 9 a.m. So glad those, those days are we don't, over. We don't, we don't do those. <laughs> Wait, hang on. Are we just going to gloss over Mundane? <laughs> <laughs> Isn't right. it mundane? Oh, yes, absolutely. I was going to let it slide. <laughs> That's a Nick ism. <laughs> mundane. <laughs> it is now mundane. <laughs> Fade mundane. <pit-on. laughs> oh, man. Okay. All right, next. We next. took the fluff out of that thing. It did nothing. Did nothing. Did nothing. This place <laughs> is a sauna. A sauna in here. <laughs> All right. Yeah, I'm going to go jump in the lake after this. Right. <laughs> I showed Justin Lauer out. I was like, don't hug me. <laughs> I'm so sweaty right now. <laughs> yeah, don't even shake my hand. My hands are like dripping. When it comes to Donovan Mitchell, the Cavs should blank. <sighs> Relax. Chris? Yeah, yeah. yeah, exactly. Do nothing. Am I Do the only one? You want him you're, gone? You're the hot taker of the crew. Wait, wait, wait. I want to hear what you I trade him. You, you'd let him go? It I does trade feel Donald like Mitchell. There we go. the only reason I'm kind of with, with you on that. TikTok take. Is because yep, it my, seems my like my son's gonna love it. 
No, but it does like, seem Nick like he's mentally the checked best, out. Worst TikTok takes of all time, Dad. Well, okay, so how, how do you say he's mentally checked out? No, not mentally checked out, but maybe socially, because I feel like depending, like based on his tweets and so, certain things. I'll give Mitchell we're credit. We're not playing. He should be checked out. Yeah, Dad, we're not but his playing. Supportive, he literally like, should be on a beach right now. I I need I need concrete examples, Nick. Do you remember so, some of the tweets that have popped up that you're like, oh, okay, he's. But we'll back this thing up because I'm not trying to be hot take year TikTok-y, but he, but here's he and Rich. i'll give i'll give mitchell credit he was hanging out with the mobley brothers and karis lavert i think in la like literally a couple days ago so he threw that on his Instagram. so he's hanging out with co-workers in the off season <laughs> all right he that's is. goodness but there is legitimate reports out there people that cover the team namely jason lloyd that's saying that he yeah. is not going to give them his commitment and i think unless you get that commitment from him you have a ton invested in this guy you have you gave up colin sexton who you drafted eighth overall laurie markinen who is an all-star this year three first round picks and pick swaps for one guy and when you do that you expect the player to be here long term or if not a Kawhi situation where it's championship or bust so if you can't get a commitment out of donovan mitchell I'm saying you got to flip him for what you can. And to Gab's point, I just want him to love us some, more, love Cleveland more, or something like that. He has put a couple of alarming things out there. I mean, golfing with Allen Houston, I get that there were the Louisville ties and that kind of got shut down. He's a Mets fan. His dad works for the organization. So that kind of got shut down. But it seems like it's the worst kept secret in the league that the guy wants to end up in New York. And that's fine. I can't blame him for that. You always want to go to where you're from. Were, were Heat fans pissed when LeBron went? wanted to come back here no like but with that said you you gotta weigh all options i'm not saying i'd trade them right now for a bag of balls but if the right offer came i i'd consider it balls <laughs> balls <laughs> um yeah no that's a hot take yeah i agree i gave reason a lot of he didn't play well in the playoffs so first of all he shouldn't be saying anything agreed you had well, the, the, so to that point, then why is he on a podcast talking about the atmosphere in game three, Madison Square Garden? It was nuts when they started the anthem. I, I got goosebumps. Come on, man. The guy I, is that's, that's that. not a big that deal. He's glazing for the Knicks at this point. Like, I don't know. No. I, I think he I think he wants to go to New York. I don't think there's any doubt about that. But I think it was all overblown this whole podcast. He went on there and started talking about the national anthem and what it meant to him and there in the garden, in the playoffs, with the Cavs and everything. It's like, yeah, that's pretty striking. I think that would hit anybody pretty hard. LeBron you know? used to it's talk about the garden. He did. Yeah. LeBron would. But LeBron also I turned LeBron. down the garden how many times? You know, he had an opportunity between you know, Cleveland and, and New York when he left Miami and he picked here. So I just feel like if you can't get him to commit, that's the big if. And obviously we don't know that we're not privy to those conversations, but if Kobe Altman has an inkling that this good dude could skate and you could get absolutely nothing out of him, I'm weighing my options. I mean, and cause there's guys out there that are available. Brandon Ingram's available. Like you, you got to weigh options. Hot take, Nick. Next. All right, next. <laughs> Blank is the best athlete in Cleveland sports right now. Jose Ramirez. Oh, wow. Okay. I like it. Who are you going to say, Chris? I was going to say Miles Garrett. I, I mean, if we're if we're talking all around, like, athlete, athlete, I'd have to go Miles Garrett. 
Jose, I think Jose though, not only is he an amazing athlete, I think he's probably the the hardest trier. I mean, he would try and whatever Miles could do, Jose would like try and beat him. I could see that. But I think it just pure athleticism, you gotta go with Miles Garrett. I see what you did there and I don't like it, but Wait, what did I do wrong? Because you really went literal on that one. Like, the best right now. Oh. Miles isn't doing anything right now but lifting. I mean, oh, I, I yeah, get what yeah. you're saying. Well, right he's now, a, yeah. He's going to be that athletic. I don't like the question. It'd either be, it he's would either be, be that, Jose or Justin. Those are the only two Cleveland. Miles <laughs> is going to be that athletic year-round. But who's doing? who's performing right now? I guess we don't have any options besides... Oh, you're saying literally. So who's ever playing right now? So yeah. Miles hasn't had a sack in a few months. <laughs> right. I'm like, he's doing shit right now. <laughs> Next. I'm gonna I'm going oh, with shit. Chris. I'm going with Chris too. I'm saying Miles. I think wow. Miles wins defensive player of the year this year. You pair him with Zadarius Smith. We're gonna see and refresh his he was like I, I loosely sourced. He was checked out. With, with Joe Woods, and I think a lot of guys were a refreshed Miles Garrett with Jim Schwartz, and not to mention you add Zadarius Smith, who's the best defensive player that the dude has ever played with at any level, high school, college, yeah. or professional. Miles is going to win Defensive Player of the Year, and this isn't even going to be a question. Like It's possible after Joe Thomas goes into the Hall of Fame that Miles Garrett could be the next Cleveland athlete to go into a Hall of Fame for any sport. Sit on that. All right. Yeah. Boom. Hit big play bets. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Typico lets you bet on the biggest sporting events all year round the NBA finals. Well, they could be wrapping up live as we're on this show here tonight. The Stanley cup finals are in full swing PGA tournaments. We were just talking with Justin about golf bets and, and where that could go. Guardians baseball, you name it. They probably have it. There are so many ways to bet with Typico boosts, promos, same game parlays are live for baseball. Swing for the fences is back. When you place $10 wagers on MLB from the entire month of june they're going to give you free bets on us when you use that big play link you see it in the show bio you see it in the tweets that we put out make sure you sign up with that link when you put in fifty dollars it will give you two hundred dollar bets on us you got to be 21 years or older to gamble in ohio gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER guys let's take a look at some bets this week the guardians will be on the road in san diego on tuesday against the padres let's make a bet will josh naylor extend his hitting streak this should be a resounding yes this is his old team not only is he going to extend his hitting streak i think naylor goes yard uh in san diego slam diego if you will i like that consensus so three mm -hmm. games there are we talking all three you're saying boom 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 yard all three three games that'd be cool. no hit a hit all game right hit a, hit, a, yeah. hit every game but a home run in one of them for sure mm -hmm. i'm gonna say a home run tuesday for first one back and he's been red hot well i love it i don't want to be the wet blanket here hell yeah he's gonna get a hit in all three <laughs> and he's gonna get a home run too let's go let's ride <laughs> uh will all right bet um 
I, I, I think Nick G kind of got a little bit punny with this one. Oh, boy. We have another, Nick G, I, I can't believe it. <laughs> we have another former Padre. Will Josh Bell get over or under one and a half total bases on Tuesday? And he said Josh Bell actually became a Padre father last week. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Father's Day this upcoming Sunday. This is all tying together nicely. Uh, Josh Bell over under one and a half total bases. I'll say under comes back to life, but that's just because Naylor keeps us hot on Tuesday. He is such an ugly uh, swing. <laughs> Bell. He I doesn't extend so his arms. Big. It looks like a T Rex. He's like, eh, <laughs> I think it's because eh. he's big. Man. It does like, look like someone who's playing the wrong sport. He doesn't yeah. extend his arms. My dad gets so mad about it. <laughs> he's like, could you ask your your friends on the podcast why he doesn't extend his arms? I'm going to guess because just like when you're that big, like God probably didn't intend man to be that big, let alone to swing a piece of wood at a baseball coming at you 100 miles. The bat looks tiny. Yeah, yeah. That's, how, so I how, think that's the thing. I how think tall it's, is he compared to, like, Shohei? That's a good question. I feel like maybe similar, because Shohei's big because he's a pitcher. He's tall. Shohei's 6'4", and I think Bell is 6'5". All right. At least, right? Right. And they Josh Bell is 6'4", six four. Four also. Oh, really? I thought he was taller. So I was making an excuse for Josh Bell. Fix yeah. Swing. Fix your swing, man. <laughs> Fix your swing. It looks super Solder. weird. Let's do it. Yeah. I mean, it, it is crazy. And it, the bat looks like a stick in his hand. It's like dude. a bad golf swing. Like, you'll get it right every now and again. It is sick when it works. <laughs> yeah. Fix your swing, man. Like we were saying when we were with Booby. It's like the Sean Marion of... Uh... Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Guardians at Diamondbacks on Saturday. Over, under, will Reflog stay up? Past 10, 10, no, I'm just kidding. Under. Will, will Arizona <laughs> score over four and a half runs on Saturday? It's Shane Bieber, and we just saw him bounce back in a huge way. Over, under, four and a half will float it um, for the Arizona D-backs. So oh, just on. them? Bieber keeps him under four and a oh, half. Oh, under. Let's go. I think yeah. so, too. I think we'll take the over on Bieber strikeouts again. I mean, they had it all the way down to four and a half. And I'd what, do you, like, what do you think? It'll be like five and a half? Six? I, I don't, dude. It was so dominant. Yeah, they probably bump it to like six and a half. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, well, I still like the over. See how that shakes. Let's wrap this bad boy up. Talk a little crew. The crew will be uh, playing the New York City FC on Saturday. Let's stake our bet. Will the crew win, lose, or draw in Columbus this week? They currently opened up as underdogs despite being at home. Uh, plus 122. I like the crew. Whenever I go, I have a good time. Probably won't watch this, but I'll bet on it. I'll take the crew to win plus money. Let's go crew. Crew to win. I still have to go to a oh, crew look. game. There we go. The heck the is that? That's a, a crew it's flag. official crew flag right there, my friend. Let's go crew. <laughs> Lower.com field over there. It's good time. I was over there. Gotta, uh, look at that on Saturday. Maybe we need a we show get outing. A little typical outing too, because obviously they're all over the place. Well, JW there. invited us to the suite. I think we uh, maybe shoot him a text. What do you think is better? Now let's place a bet on this. Okay. You think because I was in the typical suite, obviously not the JW suite yet. You think the typical suite is better than the JW suite? Do you think they're about e equal? Do you think JW obviously ownership? 
Well, JW's got to have better digs, right? I would hope than so. Than the typical one? I don't know, Chris. That typical one was good. You, you eat a burger in that typical this week? Because I did, and it was pretty good. <laughs> it was pretty good. All right, the let's go. The area downstairs is really nice. Let's, yeah, let's go half in typical, half, half in JW. And we'll just And then face critique each one, yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, cool. The U.S. Open is Thursday through Sunday. Let's pick a guy who's going to finish top 10. Oh, I, I meant to ask Justin that. I feel like he would know. Blew it. Shoot. I wait. Anybody? Just a top ten. A top ten roll. finisher. Chris, you Jimmy know who roll. I'm gonna go with. I am going to bet to win or top ten. Ooh. Ricky Fowler. Oh. Okay. I, he's been coming. He's, he's been, been coming up a little bit. I think. I think it's time. Wow. wow. What do you think, Chris? Okay. How about any love for Matt Kuchar after knowing that he was standing up in that? I meeting? know. He was trying to influence everybody's opinion. It sounds like it kind of worked a little bit. Maybe he takes that swagger out on the golf course, kind of an older, a veteran presence there at the U.S. Open, yeah. knows his way around the golf course. Finishing no? positions top 10. I, I don't see his odds on here, so his odds must not be very good. No, they're, they're there. Kuchar's on there? Plus 900. Yeah, that's, not, that's not horrible, Chris. Yeah. To, oh, no, it's not. Think, Give me Kuchar. I, I think Fowler's plus... Five thousand. <laughs> wow. Um, no, is he really that? Yeah, I guess for a top ten, I'll play no it, to win it. I'm gonna play it oh, safe, which okay. is something that I usually don't do. I'm gonna go with Cantley. We were talking about him. Oh, he takes forever. I know. We were just talking about him though. <laughs> <laughs> Tony Finau has been playing pretty well. Yeah. He Cam was right Smith. Up I like Cam Smith. Three, three to one. one. You going live? Three to one is what I'm going. <laughs> Yeah, but maybe would would that be a play to pick a live guy after the announcement? Yeah, kind of good. Chip on shoulder. Text typical. Let's get it in. Live are, golfer to win. You are right. Nine to one is Matt. How about Phil? Phil is eleven to one. Eleven to one right now. Sergio at twelve to one. Wow. Where is that faith in Sergio coming from? <laughs> I don't see Sergio. If Sergio makes the cut. I'd be surprised. Yeah, I don't yeah. see that. <laughs> All right, so. guys. What do you think we call it a show? We, uh, we'll we definitely boost some of these, too. So make sure you go download that Typico Sportsbook. Pretty much all the bets that we talk about will be boosted in some way, shape, or form. So go download it. Uh, use our show link. When you put in 50, we'll give you 200. And use it all on boosts because those uh, those usually have the best odds. That can last you a while unless you're, unless you're Gab. <laughs> yeah, I'm all out of free money now. Paid Gab. <laughs> All right, cool. Thanks so much for watching, guys, and we'll see you next week. <laughs> Goodbye. It's time! Streaming live from Cleveland, Ohio! Presenting the undefeated, undisputed heavyweight podcast of the world! The Big Play! Before!